What is up, everybody? It is JT Sports. I am back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be previewing a couple of Week 2 NFL preseason matchups. We have the Patriots taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, the Detroit Lions taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Bengals in Washington, and the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Now, if you are a new listener of the podcast, make sure that you go ahead and leave a five-star review that greatly helps out the podcast a lot and it shows that you love the content that we're throwing out also make sure that you follow me on instagram and twitter my instagram and twitter are both jt sports underscore once again you can follow me on instagram and twitter at jt sports underscore and lastly make sure that you subscribe to my youtube channel jt sports now the first preseason game that i want to talk about The New England Patriots are going to be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles this Thursday. This game is going to be kicking off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, the New England Patriots, in their last preseason game, they defeated the Washington football team 22-13. And the Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-16. Now... In this game, the first thing that I'm going to be looking at is quarterback Jalen Hurts for Philadelphia. Now, Jalen Hurts finished the game against Pittsburgh, 3-7 passing for 54 passing yards. I don't feel like he played bad. I felt like he played fairly solid. Now, I think that this is a really important preseason game for him, but for a confidence standpoint, because we don't have four preseason games anymore. We only have three. The NFL changed that a year ago. The only teams that are going to be playing in four preseason games are the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers because they played in the Hall of Fame game. So I think that this is a really important preseason game for Jalen Hurts for a confident standpoint because if he comes out here and he plays well, then depending on how the coaching staff feels about him going into week three, we could see him not play and prepare for the start of the regular season. So I think that is really important for Jalen Hurts to get off to a really good start in this preseason matchup to build that confidence as we inch closer to the start of the regular season. Now, when you look at Jalen Hurts, the wide receiver position is coming on along fairly nicely. That's another thing that I'm going to be watching, not just for Philadelphia, but for the New England Patriots as well. For the New England Patriots, we don't really know who's going to be the number one wide receiver. We know that Jacoby Myers is probably going to be that second option because he was their best wide receiver last year, and I still think that he's their best wide receiver currently on the team right now. But outside of Jacoby Myers, okay, who's going to be wide receiver one, three, and four is it going to be Nikhil Harry heard a lot of good things about him during training camp is it going to be Nelson Aguilar Kendrick Bourne we don't really know so I'm going to be looking at all of the wide receivers for New England in this game and most of the wide receivers for New England have been pretty solid then you have Philadelphia on the other hand a lot of people feel like Philadelphia doesn't have that much talent at wide receiver I disagree with that statement they have a they have a lot of youth and they do have talent the thing is that talent just needs to be coached up fairly well and they need to be groomed you have Quez Watkins who had a big preseason touchdown last week against Pittsburgh it was like a screen pass from Joe Flacco that he took 79 yards to the house he pretty much burnt everybody on the Steelers defense so you look at him, I'm going to be keeping my eye on Devontae Smith. That he's 
able to play in this game now he's listed as day-to-day hopefully he plays in this game crossing my fingers because I'm expecting a lot of big things out of Devontae Smith and I at least want to see Devontae Smith play in one preseason game before the regular season because I think this is going to help him out a lot like for a rookie who doesn't play in a preseason game you just thrown into you know a regular season game I think that the preseason kind of gives you like a feel for the NFL game kind of you know gives your opportunity to fill out everything that's going on versus you know just not having the preseason just being thrown into regular season action you kind of struggle with the change of speed in the game because in the preseason yeah players aren't going 100% but the game is still a little bit more sped up than what it was compared to college therefore you know you get a little bit acclimated to the speed of the preseason and that makes the transition into the regular season when things are going 110% at full speed it makes the transition a little bit better so I hope that Devontae Smith is able to play in this game he's listed as day-to-day now for the other wide receivers like I mentioned earlier Quez Watkins I was impressed with the big touchdown that he had I'm also looking at the other wide receivers that they have Jalen Rager, what is he going to play? Is he going to play slot or is Philadelphia going to use him as a outside wide receiver? Okay, you also got Greg Ward Jr. We already know about Travis Fulgham. He was pretty much the best, most reliable option that they had at wide receiver last year. But Philadelphia has a lot of young talent on this roster when it comes to the wide receiver position. They just need to be coached up well and they need to be groomed. And I think that the coaching staff of Philadelphia has a lot of confidence in this group going into the year. Now, for New England, everybody's going to be having their eyes on Mac Jones. Mac Jones was really impressive last week. He completed 13 out of 19 of his passes for 87 passing yards against Washington. And I already made a video talking about my thoughts on Mac Jones first preseason game make sure that you guys go ahead and check that out but basically everything that has been raved about about Mac Jones during training camp and during the OTAs and mini camp we saw on full display last week against Washington he was accurate he made good decisions he had good anticipation he was throwing guys open pretty much as soon as guys started breaking on their routes the ball was there and he had a couple of drop touchdowns that if they were caught then that probably would have made people feel hell of a lot more confident in him and I'm still a little bit upset that people in the media still keep taking shots at Mac Jones like I don't know why people just continue to hate on Mac Jones well I know why people are hating on Mac Jones it's because Mac Jones isn't flashy he doesn't have the big frame like a Trey Lance or the athleticism of a Lance or Justin Fields but I just feel like a lot of people need to truly understand what makes Mac Jones special. He may not have the greatest arm. He may not be the greatest athlete. But one thing about Mac Jones for sure is that he's really intelligent. He has a high football IQ. And we normally see players who aren't really the most physically gifted make up for their lack of it due to their preparation in the game so when you look at Mac Jones I want to see how he performs against Philadelphia because you look at Philadelphia I think this definitely could be another great performance for Mac Jones brewing because Philadelphia doesn't really have a great secondary when it comes to their depth outside of Zach McPherson I don't really trust the other cornerbacks on this Philadelphia Eagles roster so if you're an Eagles fan and God forbid Steven Nelson or Darius Slade goes down you're going to be 
be in a lot of trouble. Now, at least you have Zach McPherson. I mean, he has probably been the best cornerback on the Eagles roster, not named Steven Nelson or Darius Slay. And I definitely feel like he can have a really impactful rookie season on this team. But outside of him, the depth at cornerback is incredibly thin for Philadelphia. And this secondary is going to get tested going against a wide receiving core for New England that has a lot of talent there. Now, New England may not have any big name stars at the wide receiver position, but you definitely have guys who are more than capable of being able to go out there and get the job done. Now, how will the linebacking core for Philadelphia perform in this game. If you're an Eagles fan, you're definitely going to have a good indication of how far along you are in terms of the linebacker position because New England gouged the Washington's run defense last week. Like Washington's run defense had no answer for Rahamdre Stevenson who had 127 rushing yards and two carries. And remind you that he didn't even start the game out. Like he was still splitting a lot of carries with Damian Harris and the other backs that the Patriots have on their roster. And this guy stood out. So for Philadelphia, if you're an Eagles fan and you want to know just how good your linebackers are going to be this year, this this game could be a precursor to the performance that your linebacker core could have this year. And we know that Philadelphia's linebacker position hasn't really been that great over the last couple of seasons. As a matter of fact, they have had one of the worst linebacker positions in the NFL for over the last three, four years. So definitely this is a big game for these linebackers in this game in determining how far along they are because they're going to get tested against New England because New England is probably going to run the football a lot because they had a lot of success running the football against Washington. Now, for Philadelphia, I still don't really know who's going to be the wide receiver two, three, four. We know Devontae Smith is going to be their number one wide receiver because obviously you drafted him in the first round for a reason. So whenever he comes back fully healthy, we know he's going to be the number one. Now, Travis Fulgham probably is going to be their number two, but still don't know who's going to be playing slot, who's going to be the fourth, fifth option. I'm thinking that Jalen Rager is probably going to be in that slot role. Maybe I've heard some Eagles fans say that they think that Jalen Rager would make a pretty good slot receiver. I like him better in the slot myself, but what about Greg Ward Jr.? I'm looking at the other wide receivers that they have that need to be making their presence felt in this game. Now, my players to watch for the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going to be keeping my eyes out on Jalen Hurts. Like I mentioned earlier, this is a really big preseason game for him from a confidence standpoint, and pretty much we know he's going to be the starter, but giving the coaching staff more confidence in them. Then you got Devontae Smith. Hopefully he plays in this game. You got cornerback Zach McPherson, who has been the third best cornerback on this roster. He's been the best cornerback that has been on the field for the Eagles during the preseason so far. And outside of him, man, Philadelphia doesn't really have anybody else who you could feel confident in. Then you have wide receiver Quest Watkins, who had a 79-yard touchdown reception off a screen pass from Joe Flacco against Pittsburgh. Then on top of that, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be keeping my eyes out on Joe Flacco but Joe Flacco looked really impressive last week against Pittsburgh got to give some kudos out to him now my players to watch for the New England Patriots running back Rahamdre Stevenson man like this guy is a freight train and nobody really has been talking about him like we've just been talking about Sony Michelle and Damian Harris but 
Bro, Andre Stevenson, if he puts together another good preseason performance, maybe he could have a little bit of say-so in terms of that running back rotation for New England this year. And it's really impressive what he did last week because he only did this on 10 carries. So his yards per carry average was off the freaking chains. And he had two touchdowns as well, along with pretty much having, you know, the touchdown to end the game against Washington. So for Andre Stevenson, man, I want to see if he's going to be able to keep it up. Safety, Kyle Duggar. Kyle Duggar did get a good amount of action last week. I like what I saw out of him. Still looking a little, still looking for more out of him. Hopefully, he gets implemented a little bit more this year in the Patriots defense than what he did last year. Coming out of college, he was known as like a versatile safety. Similar to Jeremy Chain, you can line him up at safety or he can play like a linebacker in certain formations. Rather, that be nickel or dime. So, I want to see more Kyle Duggar. Them looking at wide receiver Christian Wilkerson who has six catches for 39 receiving yards last week. He had a pretty nice game, even though he did have like a drop touchdown that Mac Jones put beautiful dot and he just let it slip through his hands so he has been pretty impressive and he's been getting talked about a lot during training camp for the New England Patriots so this is it for my New England Patriots versus Philadelphia Eagles preseason preview let me know some players that you're going to be watching down below what are some positions that you're going to be keeping your eyes out in this game the next game that I am the most excited to watch this week are the Detroit Lions taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers this Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time kickoff. Now, the Steelers and the Lions also play in the regular season of this year, so I'm pretty sure neither one of these teams are going to be doing anything out of the ordinary. Everything should be pretty basic. Nobody wants to reveal anything in the preseason. On top of that, you definitely don't want to reveal anything because these two teams match off again in the regular season so everything probably is going to be you know basic so don't expect anything out of the ordinary the Eagles defeated well the Steelers defeated Philadelphia 24 to 16 last week Dwayne Haskins man like ooh, he was on fire then you had the Lions who lost to the Buffalo Bills 16 to 15 in a really competitive football game now I'm looking at Dwayne Haskins because there are a lot of people out there right now in the NFL world who have their eyes on Dwayne Haskins what Tupac said all eyes on me Dwayne Haskins is all eyes on you buddy because because you've been balling out. You ever since you got signed by Pittsburgh a couple of months ago, man, you've done nothing but great things. You've been raved about about the coaching staff, by the organization. And a lot of people think that the Steelers are just gassing up Dwayne Haskins, just the gas. But let me tell you guys something. If you get praise from Mike Tomlin, it's not no BS. Mike Tomlin is a non-BS coach. Like he's gonna let you know if you're playing well. He's also gonna let you know when you're not playing good, i.e. Kevin Dotson. So when you look at Dwayne Haskins, like nobody's trying to gas up Dwayne Haskins like a lot of you Washington fans are trying to make it out to see if you're watching this. Dwayne Haskins has actually been performing at a really good level. And in this game, hopefully, I will hope that he ends up starting. I would like to see what he can do with the ones going against the starters for the Detroit Lions. Mason Rudolph keeps on getting these number one reps and he keeps starting the game out. But I want to see more of Dwayne Haskins. And it's really impressive how Dwayne Haskins 
Falcons has performed with their second team offense. I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, JT's going to get second and third stringers on defense, but you all got to remember that he's playing with second and third stringers also, so he's been really good. Now, for Detroit, I want to look at their linebackers, man, because what I saw from Buffalo last week, man, I was extremely disappointed. Um... Buffalo, Devin Singletary was doing a lot of damage to the run defense of Detroit. So I want to see how these linebackers for Detroit look because last week, man, like I wasn't really all that impressed with how the linebackers performed, man. And when you look at the talent that Detroit has on the defensive line, like they have a lot of talent. Not only do they have a lot of talent from their starters, but they also have a lot of depth as well. So I want to see how these linebackers perform in this game. Hopefully they can have a better showing. And Pittsburgh hasn't really put a lot of emphasis on running the football as much as I would hope during the preseason. They pretty much have been throwing the football a lot more than what I was hoping. I was hoping that we could see them run the ball way more than what they have been doing. But you know, the Steelers off the line going on against the Lions defensive line is probably going to be the biggest focal point to watch for these two teams, simply for the fact that the Steelers offensive line has a lot of question marks from a lot of people around the NFL fandom. A lot of people think that Steelers currently have the worst offensive line, if not the worst or one of the worst in the league. And I think that going against the Detroit Lions defensive line is going to be a really great test for the Steelers because I think that this is the best defensive line that the Steelers are going to be faced off against during the preseason. When you look at Detroit, man, like they have a lot of great players on that defensive line. Not only do you have guys who can get after the quarterback, but you also have guys who are really styled against the run also. So for the Steelers, the offensive line has played pretty well during the preseason so far, but I really feel like the Detroit Lions defensive line is probably going to be their biggest test that they're going to face during the preseason. The Lions secondary is going to get tested in this game against the Steelers wide receivers because the Steelers have a lot of depth and a lot of talent at wide receiver. We saw Deontay Johnson make some plays. You got Judas Smith-Schuster. You also have guys like James Washington, Anthony Johnson, the guy who kind of was on the bubble of making it on the team and not making it on the team. I think with another good showing, he could probably cement his role on this roster. So there are a lot of great players at the YRC position for Pittsburgh and for the Detroit Lions. Cornerback is kind of like a concern. You do have talent there. You do have Amanya Ruye, but you know, you still want to see a little bit more out of the secondary. Now, Jeff Okuda, I want to see how he performs in this game, man, because he's going to get a lot of work in against the Steelers wide receiving core. Like, I think that this is going to be a great test for Jeff Okuda, depending on whichever wide receiver he ends up getting matched up against, whether that be Deontay Johnson, or maybe he's lined up against Anthony Johnson. Like, there's a lot of good wide receivers on Pittsburgh that definitely could test Jeff Okuda in terms of how far he is going into year two of his NFL career. So I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes out on the Lions secondary, but Overall, man, like if you're looking at some interesting positions to keep tabs on, you're definitely going to want to keep your eyes on the Steelers off the line, taking on the Lions D line and the Lions secondary versus the Steelers wide receivers. Because I feel like these two position groups are definitely going to be able to push each other. And definitely, if you're a fan of either one of these teams, you're going to have a good indicator in terms of how far your team is at a certain position. Penny Sewell, um. 
not really down in my notes, but I remember that last week he got beat by rookie Gregor Russo of the Buffalo Bills. So I want to see how he's going to do in this game also. Now, I didn't watch the whole entire game. As a matter of fact, I don't really know how many downs Penny Sewell played. But when I was watching the first couple of drives of the Lions, he got beat by Gregor Russo. All right. It wasn't, you know... It wasn't nothing crazy, you know, it was rookie on rookie, man on man, one on one, and Gregory Russo came out on top, he got the sack, so I want to see how Penny Sewell looks, I understand he's a rookie, I ain't tripping off it, you know, I ain't saying, oh, Penny Sewell's the best, anything like that, before you Lions fans start attacking me, talking about some, oh man, is this the preseason, I'm not saying that, I'm just saying, you know, I'm I'm keeping tabs, and I'm pretty sure you Lions fans are keeping tabs as well. You don't really want to see your rookie giving up sacks. Rather, that be the preseason or the regular season when you draft him as high as you did. So I'm just saying, I'm I'm just keeping tabs, man. I'm, I'm keeping tabs, man. So Penny Sewell, I want to see how he performs in this game. Like I said, Gregory Russo beat that, beat him fairly, fair and square, one on one. Not saying he's a bust or anything like that. I'm just saying that's something to keep in mind. I'm. You definitely want to see your rookie off the tackle who you invested a high first-round pick in perform well. So I'm looking at him in this game. The Steelers' defense line has been really good during the preseason when it comes to getting pressure on the quarterback. Nah, I don't really know about how I feel about the run defense. I feel like it could be better. But I definitely feel like when you look at the offensive line for Detroit, like it's really stout. Like you have one of the best offensive lines in the league. I'm also going to be looking at wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, is going to end up being one of the best rookie wide receivers. As a matter of fact, if you're looking at this from a fantasy football standpoint, him and Devontae Smith are the only two rookie wide receivers who I would feel comfortable drafting and actually starting right away. If I had to, Amar Ronsai Brown made a lot of play. Well, made a couple of impressive plays last week against the Buffalo Bills. And I think he's going to be really deadly coming out the slot, man. Like a lot of people are talking about Elijah Moore with the New York Jets. We we don't even know where Elijah Moore ranks on the depth chart. When it comes to Amar Ross St. Brown, like he has been getting a lot of rate reviews during training camp. And he showed that during the last week's preseason loss against the Buffalo Bills. Like there's a lot of people that just gas up their rookies. But Amar Ross St. Brown, man, like I feel like the praise that he has garnered so far has been well deserved it looks like him and Jared Goff already have good chemistry because he was targeted or looked that way by Jared Goff a pretty good amount so I want to see how Maron St. Brown is going to perform in this game I have high expectations for him I already drafted him on like three of my fantasy football teams Jeff Okuda like I mentioned earlier, this is going to be a game that if you are a Lions fan that you need to play close attention to because it doesn't get no better than the wide receiver position that the Steelers currently have right now. Like The Steelers are absolutely loaded at every position on the wide receiver core. So for Jeff Okuda, no matter if he gets matched up against Deontay Johnson or whoever, he's going to get tested. If you're a Lions fan, hopefully he gets matched up against Deontay Johnson because that currently, in my opinion, is the best wide receiver on the Steelers roster right now in terms of being able to do everything he runs great routes he's good getting off the line only thing about Deontay Johnson is can he hold on to the football so hopefully we get to see Deontay Johnson matched up against Jeff Okuda I think that will be a really interesting battle to watch now my players to watch for the Pittsburgh Steelers we already talked about Dwayne Haskins all eyes are on Dwayne Haskins he was going trending last week for like a brief period of time on Twitter for how he performed a lot of people feel like he 
can be the franchise quarterback to lead the Pittsburgh Steelers after Big Ben retires. We'll see about that. Cornerback Justin Lane. Justin Lane. Every time it feels like Justin Lane, man, is out of the cornerback conversation for the second cornerback spot or the slot cornerback position, he always ends up finding a way to make plays. Now, Justin Lane hasn't had a really good offseason, you know, hasn't really gotten a lot of great reviews about training camp. He struggled. He struggled in a couple of preseason games as well. He struggled in the Hall of Fame game. He also struggled last week, but he did have that one good interception. So anytime it feels like Justin Lane is about to get fizzled out of the conversation, he always finds a way to make a play, which is something that I have a lot of respect for his resilience. Then I'm looking at running back Anthony McFarlane. Anthony McFarlane has been the second best running back on the Steelers roster so far. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, what about Jalen Samuels? Well, what about Jalen Samuels? Like Anthony McFarlane looks like a completely better back this year than what he did last year. Like I'm really impressed with Anthony McFarlane. Then you got Robert Spillane. Now, Robert Spillane, man... He's in a really tough spot because last year he played fairly well in replace of the injured Devin Bush, but apparently he hasn't really been all that great during training camp. And the whole entire linebacker position when it comes to inside linebacker outside of Devin Bush hasn't really been all that encouraging, which is the reason why the Steelers went out and traded for Joe Schobert with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'm going to be keeping my eyes on not just Robert Spillane, but the whole entire inside linebacking unit. Useless Grant. I'm looking at Buddy Johnson because, I mean, I thought Robert Spillane was going to end up taking over I thought that this job was his to lose but apparently he hasn't really had a great camp and a great preseason so keep my eyes on not just him but a whole entire inside linebacking core for the Pittsburgh Steelers so this is it for my Lions versus Steelers preseason preview let me know some positions that you're going to be watching down in the comment section down below what are some players that you're going to be keeping your eyes on the next game that I want to talk about the third game Cincinnati Bengals are going to be taking on the Washington football team. Last week, Washington lost to the Patriots 22-13, and the Bengals beat the Buccaneers 19-14. Now, the Bengals' offensive line versus Washington's defensive line, this is going to be a battle that if you are a Cincinnati fan, that you have to keep your eyes on because this is going to be a great test in trying to find out how far along and how improved your offensive line is compared to last year because Washington's defensive line, it doesn't look like they plan on sending anybody out. It looks like everybody pretty much played last week. We saw Chase Young have that fumble against Cam Newton. So when it looks like, when it comes down to Washington, it looks like they're playing everybody on that D line. So for Cincinnati, you're going to get a lot of work when it comes to that off the line. That off the line is going to be tested. So I want to see how this off the line is going to fare against one of not, if not the best defensive line in the NFL. I'm still keeping my eyes out on the backup running back battle for Cincinnati. Who's going to be RB2 behind Joe Mixon? So far, it looks like Jaquez Patrick. He had 15 carries for 71 rushing yards. He was by far the most impressive running back on Cincinnati last week. You have Chris Evans, the rookie. He had 12 carries for 25 rushing yards and a touchdown. Um, can a Bengals fan tell me where the heck is Travion Williams at? Because, like, I've been trying to figure out what's wrong with him. Like, is he injured? 
is he not playing or or what, man? Because I was a big fan of Travion Williams when he was coming out of college, and I haven't really heard anything about him. I mean, like, how's he doing during training camp? I can't find no articles about Travion Williams. The only article I was able to find was this is a do-or-die situation for Travion Williams, and I didn't really see him in at all. Like, I kept, you know, switching back the game and, you know, coming back to the game, and I was still looking for Travion Williams. As a matter of fact, I was only watching the Cincinnati Bengals game to see him play, and I didn't see him play at all. So, I mean, like... Am I am I tripping? Did he play? Did, did he touch the field? Or am I just tripping? I don't know. But where is Trevion Williams? Is he going to play in this game or not? Because I think that he is the second most talented back on this Bengals unit. I think he's really good catching ball out of the backfield. He also has, you know, good cutting ability as well. He's able to see the hole and make a quick cut. So I like Trevion Williams. Hopefully he's able to play in this game wherever he's at. It's like playing Where's Waddle. I literally spent like, I literally, like I spent like 50 minutes trying to figure out where the heck happened to Travion Williams. When you look at Cincinnati, their defense played really good against Tampa Bay last week. I mean, their pass rush was really good. Their defensive line was really good. Like, I was really impressed with how well Cincinnati's defense played along with the secondary, which cornerback has been a huge concern of mine when it came to Cincinnati. Okay, I don't really think they have that much talent at corner, and they also don't really have that much great depth, in my opinion. But they did have some guys in secondary who came up big and did make some plays. So I was really impressed all around with how Cincinnati's defense performed last week hopefully I'm hopefully they're going to be able to keep it up this week against Washington Washington's defense on the other hand I was severely let down and severely disappointed and I'm not jumping to conclusions or anything like that I wasn't disappointed when it came to the defensive line I was disappointed with the linebackers because the linebackers just looked out of place at certain times, there was some miscommunication, and you know, this is the first preseason game, so of course, everybody's still learning, hopefully things should be a little bit better, but I definitely wasn't really impressed with how Washington's run defense performed, especially when you look at how Rahamdre Stevenson pretty much, you know, took over that game, and he only had 10 carries, and you know, he was a man amongst boys against Washington, so I want to see if Washington's defense continues to struggle when it comes to a run defense, at least from their linebacker position, or is it going to improve from this week compared to last week? The linebackers have to be better for Washington. Like the defensive line plays solid, but I think the linebackers and their backups, they need to play better. Washington's wide receivers also, we don't know who's going to be their wide receiver three behind Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. So, I'm still looking at Dami Brown. He's my pick to end up being that third wide receiver for Washington this season. You still have Steve Sims. You still have Dax Maline. You still have Kelvin Harmon. But so far, there hasn't really been a wide receiver yet in my eyes who has really emerged as that third receiver as of right now. I'm still going with Dami Brown, but maybe Kelvin Harmon is the guy who could break out. Then you got Steve Sims also. Now, the players I'm going to be watching for both of these two teams. Jared Patterson had a really good performance last week for Washington against New England. He caught four passes for 30 yards. He also was a third on the ground as well. He had 40 rushing yards. So he did a lot of things. He also had a nice grab by a throw by Taylor Heineke when he was able to come back and adjust for the ball. So when you look at Jared Patterson, like he's a Swift Army Knight. 
I think we could see him ending up being the second running back on this team behind Antonio Gibson because you can use Jared, um, Jared Patterson in a lot of ways. I think he reminds me a little bit of Darren Sproles, even though he doesn't have like the shiftiness and the agility that Darren Sproles had. I definitely see a lot of comparisons to Jared Patterson and Darren Sproles' game, but I like what he did last week. I want to see if he's going to be able to keep it up. Dami Brown, two catches for 16 receiving yards last week. I want to see what he's going to do against Cincinnati secondary. Um, I look at Dami Brown. He's really good after the catch, has really good hands. So I want to see what he's going to do. You look at rookie Jamin Davis. He had the tackle. He also had a couple of tackles that he was able to assist on. I want to see what he's also going to do against Cincinnati because, I mean, like the run defense for... um, Washington, when it came from the linebacker position, in my eyes, was not all that impressive. Jacquez Patrick for Cincinnati last week was a bully. <laughs> that, that's the only way I'm going to say it, man. I remember Jacquez Patrick a lot. What did he play at? Did he play for like FSU? I, th- I think he did. I think he either played for FSU or USF, if I'm not mistaken. But Jacquez Patrick, man, right now looks like he's in that lead role for that RB2 spot. Um, Had a really good day last week. 50, 15 carries for 71 rushing yards. And the run blocking for Cincinnati was pretty solid last week. So I want to see what he does against a Washington defense that has struggled against the run, at least when it comes to the depth in the run game on their defense. You also got Travion Henderson, safety for Cincinnati. He caught an interception last week. He had a really outstanding game. And a lot of people weren't really talking about him amongst the Cincinnati Bengals fandom. Like everybody was talking about Jacquez, Patrick, and everybody else but you definitely got to give your caps off to Trayvon Henderson definitely could see him being the backup to Jesse Bates then you got tight end Thaddeus Moss didn't really see him any he only had like one catch for 14 yards and I'm not really expecting a lot out of him simply for the fact that you know this is preseason most tight ends don't really make a lot of noise we don't really see a tight end that goes off during the preseason they're mostly just in there to block but you look at that as much he did have one impressive grab so hopefully he's going to be able to do a little bit more in this game because the coverage from line from the linebacker position for Washington last week was not all that great hopefully it improves this week so this is it for my sense Bengals versus Washington NFL Week 2 preseason preview. Comment what you think down below. What are some players that you're going to be watching? What are some things that you are going to be watching in this game as well? The last game that we have to talk about on this episode of the JT Sports Podcast, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Now, when you look at Kansas City, they were able to defeat the San Francisco 49ers last week, 19-16. Shane Bruchel had the game-winning touchdown run. He was really solid, and both Anthony Gordon and Shane Bruchel played fairly well. You have a quarterback battle to see who's going to be that third quarterback on the team, and that's probably going to be the last quarterback spot that they're going to have because I doubt that they're going to bring four quarterbacks in. But both Anthony Gordon and Shane Bruchel performed really well. Shane Bruchel, um, a lot of you guys probably remember him from SMU. SMU had a really spectacular offense. So when you look at Shane Bruchel, man, like I was really impressed. I think he's a really good fit at Bruce Arians' offense. Then you look at Arizona. Arizona defeated the Cowboys 19-16. But when you look at Arizona, Rondell Moore was really impressive. 
really impressive. Now, we didn't see him make, you know, like a big touchdown grab or like have a big run anything like that, but he definitely had his hand in his offense a good amount of times. So it looked like Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals coaching staff made it a game plan or made a focal point heading into that game last week against the Cowboys to find a way to get um, him involved. Then it sounds like, it seems like he did that. And so far, I wouldn't be surprised we end up seeing him be that fourth wide receiver on the team. I think Arizona is going to find a lot of creative ways to get him a ball. Like, all you really got to do with Rondell Morris is give him the ball in space, whether that be a handoff, a jet sweep, a screen pass. All you got to do is give him the ball. He can make a lot of things happen after the catch. Kansas City's off the line was really good, really good. Now, I think they played the majority of their starters on the off the line, if not all of them. And the reason for that is because anytime you construct a new offensive line that doesn't really have a lot of experience playing with each other chemistry is really important when it comes to the off the line like a lot of people think that you know Kansas City's off the line is going to be great because they assembled a lot of big names which we expect it to be but sometimes it doesn't really work out that way because you got to have that chemistry there football is also a game that it matters about chemistry it matters about understanding your teammates understanding who has to block who and when you have to do it when you have to move down to the second level when you got a double team somebody you got to recognize the mic which is the center's job sometimes he's like the center's like the quarterback of the offensive line so the offensive line for Kansas City was really good as we expect it to be and it's really important for them to develop that chemistry and also Kansas City's defensive line showed their depth they had four sacks last week you had a guy and Deanne Tim Ward who had two sacks himself he was really impressive so the defensive line depth for Kansas City was really on display in that game against San Francisco last week now Kansas City secondary is still developing it's still a little bit up and down you saw that big blown coverage that they had um, when Trey Lance had that big dart that went for a touchdown. So the secondary is still a little bit up and down. You definitely do have some talent there, but there's still a lot of room for more improvement. Um, Marco Wilson. Marco Wilson, rookie cornerback out of Florida, notoriously known for throwing the shoe against LSU that pretty much, you know, lost the game for Florida, was really good. And I've been telling people that Marco Wilson is not trash. Like, a lot of people think Marco Wilson is trash. Like, he was not bad at Florida. Like, was he great? No. But was he awful? No. He he was a little bit in between. He had a really good game last week. He had a couple of pass breakups. And he also was getting into it when it came to, you know, making tackles, which is something that surprised me because I thought he was more of, you know, like a, a ankle body. But he was getting in, making some plays when it came to getting tackles. So I was a little bit impressed about that as well. Now, I am really, I really want to see more out of the pass rush for Arizona in this game because they didn't really have any sacks last week, which, you know, kind of concerns me. Maybe Dallas off the line improved, but hopefully their pass rush depth improves in this game because, you know, I would like to see them have at least one sack, you know, and the off the line play in the preseason isn't really all that great, you know, so for Arizona, hopefully they can get a little bit more pressure on the quarterback in this game. The players to watch for both these two teams, keep my eyes on a rookie cornerback, Marco Wilson. Marco Wilson, maybe he can make a 
maybe he can make, you know, a run at one of those starting cornerback spots because right now we know that Byron Murphy is going to be one of the starters, but what's going to happen with Robert Alford or Malcolm Butler? Could Marco Wilson end up being one of the starting cornerbacks for Arizona? I definitely feel like if he continues to play the way that he has, he also has got some pretty good praise coming out of training camp. Eno Benjamin was really good, and a lot of people have really been talking about Eno Benjamin on Arizona this offseason because it pretty much has came down to like James Conner and um the other running back that they have um Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds. It really seems like it's Chase Edmonds and James Conner, but Eno Benjamin, I told a lot of people, don't sleep on Eno Benjamin. He had a really good game. He had five carries and only had 50 rushing yards in the touchdown. He also had like a big 38-yard run as well. So when you look at Eno Benjamin, man, like I definitely feel like he's being a little bit, you know, underutilized in terms of, you know, like how people have been talking about him during training camp. Like I really feel like you give him a little bit more touches, he definitely can produce. DeAndre Baker, corner back for Kansas City. I want to see what he does in this game. He did get a good amount of playing time last week. I want to see what he's going to do against Arizona in this week's game. A really interesting player for Kansas City that I want to talk about is Joe Fortson. He's like a hybrid tight end wide receiver and he's going to be that backup behind Travis Kelsey or at least he's trying to be the backup behind Travis Kelsey because if Travis Kelsey goes down then you want to have somebody else who has kind of like a similar skill set. So he's like a wide receiver tight end hybrid he had a really nice game last week caught three catches for 32 receiving yards as well keep your eyes out on him and defensive end Tim Ward had two sacks this guy was a beast last week like this guy was good in the run defense and in pass rushing situations so I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes out for Tim Ward and maybe he can have like a little bit of a say in terms of you know how much playing time he gets this year because if you get two sacks in the preseason game that definitely has to be something that you have to take notice of now I want to see more out of Kansas City in terms of, you know, getting Miko Hartman involved because I think Miko Hartman could be in for a breakout season. Hopefully, I get to see a little bit more of him in this game. I'm also going to be looking at linebacker Nick Bolton. I was really high on him. I felt like he was one of the best linebackers coming out of this past year's draft. So I'm definitely going to be watching him in this game as well. But this is it for my Kansas City Chiefs versus Arizona Cardinals preview. Let me know what you guys think down in the comment section down below. And this is it for this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. If you are a new listener, make sure that you go ahead and leave a five-star review, share the podcast, and I will be back with another episode.